You're listening to The Wandernaut Show. Hello and welcome to The Wandernaut Show and our podcast series, It's a Gen Blend World. I'm Alex and you can think of me as the Oprah Winfrey of Marriott-related broadcasting. I talk, I listen, and most of the time I care. My guest today is David Rodriguez, Executive Vice President and Global Chief Human Resources Officer. Hello again, David. Hi, Alex. So it says here that in 2014, you were inducted into the NAHR. What is that? That's the uh, National Academy of Human Resources. So a bit like a Hall of Fame for HR people? Oh, I don't know. I suppose so. Wow. So we've got a superstar in our midst. You're like the Taylor Swift of hiring people or the Yao Ming of employee pay or, I don't know, the Liam Neeson of disciplinary procedures. I'm right out of comparisons there, but you know, I guess what I'm trying to say is well done. Um, thank you. So I just wanted to pick up on something that you said last time about this being a gen blend world and how we need to recognize the talents that all generations can bring to business. Why do you think that's so important? Well, the two main reasons organizations uh, need to embrace this notion. First, many businesses could not survive by ignoring entire generations of consumers and employees. And if you're not listening to the full marketplace, you could miss out on opportunity or, or ignore a change that might get you innovated away. Second, it's likely that the waves of next gens will come at increasingly faster rates. What do you, what do you mean by that? Well, look at Gen Z, those born after 1995. They'll become significant consumers and employees just as companies are becoming truly comfortable catering to Gen Y, and, and they're hugely different groups. The, the first Gen Yers were born in 1980, and as school children, many were probably given coins each morning by a parent in case they needed to place an emergency call. IBM introduced what was possibly the world's first smartphone in 1993, and by the time the oldest Gen Zers were about 10 years of age in 2005, there were almost 300 million subscribers on 3G wireless networks worldwide. So while Gen Y had to wait for a hyper-connected world, Gen Z seemed to trade their umbilical cord for a wireless connection. Well, obviously that's a significant difference, but what does it actually translate to in the real world? It means that Gen Z is more device dependent and more trusting of what they read and see in in digital space. One study in 2010 found that 80% even showed symptoms of emotional distress if, God forbid, they couldn't find their personal electronic devices. Another study in the U.S. and the U.K. reported that digital connections were more important to Gen Z than the big three, money, music, and movies. That actually explains a lot in my house. So it's not just that they understand all this technical stuff better, but they, they actually have an emotional connection to it. Right. And while Gen Z tend to spend a lot of time in digital space, away from the immediate physical environment, They also don't let traditional social boundaries get in the way either. A study in Asia, Europe, and the U.S. found that 25% of Gen Z interact with peers from other countries every single day. It, It points to a more multicultural life that's less bound by time and space. So these people that they're communicating with, do they have real relationships with them? Have they ever actually had a conversation or are they just sending texts and, I don't know, videos of cats to each other? <laughs> yeah, they absolutely have real relationships. They just have to play 
uh, in their own way. They play with different rules than the ones you and I grew up with. Generations are created during their formative years by significant events like, say, 9-11 or, or changes with technology, society, and other systems. To my parents, even the most basic computers are, are a mind-blowing technological advance. In their day, they had a small circle of friends and sometimes wrote letters. But to my kids, smartphones are just a standard part of life. On Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, they're connected with hundreds of friends and they'll send out hundreds of short messages a week. So you'd say that relationships and the way we maintain them changes with the technology. I can see that new technology really does shake up our lives. Not just technology, but also changes in society and other systems. And with these systems changing faster and faster, new generations with different expectations and behaviors surface. They create an environment that's more multi-generational, more multicultural, and, and generally speaking, more filled with differences. The implications for how we stay on top of changes, both inside and outside organizations, are, are not subtle. Okay, I think I get the technology connection, but what other systems are you talking about? I mean, do you mean like you live in a town that has bad Wi-Fi and cables, so you can't see your favorite TV shows and that warps your personality somehow? Well, not really, Alex, but take away my Game of Thrones and I could get all Tyrion Lannister on you, that's true. But think of being a kid when a severe economic recession happens, so you can't even get a whiff of a part-time job when you're in your teens, let alone when you graduate college. It colors your view of the world like nothing else for a long time. Got it, okay. It's, I mean, it's like having seven years of locusts on your farm and having to eat your last chicken. Um, yeah, I suppose. But the main point is we don't have a choice about living in a fast-changing, multi-generational world. So we better learn how to gen blend because the next five to 10 years will be like no other time we have known. Well, it sounds like we better get with it then. 2020 sounds way too late to start. Um, unfortunately, I'll have to ask you about the implications of all this next time because we are now out of time. I didn't even get to ask you about who your favorite HR Hall of Famer is, or even call you D-Rod for that matter. <laughs> Once again, thank you very much for your time and thank you all for listening. I've been Alex, and as the Facebook generation would say, YOLO. This is Alex Wondernaut back at the studio. You just listened to Gen Who, the second episode of the five-part podcast series, It's a Gen Blend World. Now, I don't know about you, but all of this seems to be coming at us incredibly fast. Imagine, Gen Y is just taking over, and now here comes Gen Z, jumping out of the crib and right into the mix. And, as David hinted, we haven't seen anything yet. Join me for the third episode, Living in a Mashup World, with Marriott HR Chief David Rodriguez, as we explore how organisations need to adapt to this fast-changing landscape. Until then, this has been The Wondernaut Show.